welcome into the Hop the Craft Yo. Beer podcast that you've been waiting for all week. Welcome to Thursday. The week's almost over. Let's drink about it. My name is Stephen Humes. I'm here with Gabriel Apria. What is happening, everybody? Welcome in round 83 of the Hop. Let's go with sailing. We got Mast Landing Brewing Company out of Maine. We are very pumped for this one. Uh, been a while since we've head in this direction of the map, so this will be good for all. Uh, Mass Lane's got dope beers. They have dope brewery. We're very excited to get into it. And uh, welcome. Thank you for spending your Thirsty Thursday with us. Definitely been a while since we've been to Maine. We've been to some states, you know, New Hampshire and Vermont quite a bit, but uh, Maine is a whole different beast and they oh, have yeah. great beer and we've done some main breweries on the show certainly before, but this is a, uh, yeah, this is a good one. Then one that has been on the scene for a while, but maybe one that you haven't heard of quite as much as say an Allagash sort of, you know, definitely sort of a, a smaller distribution channel. So this will be a fun one. Um, I'm a little nervous for today myself, uh, but we'll get into that. I think you're going to be okay. We did our research. It's all good. It says it's yeah. all good. Um, I Yeah, I will admit for this brewery, one of the beers we're doing is like the only beer I knew from this brewery at the time. So we've got we've got we got two this round. Uh, so one of them will be new. The other one is like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. So we'll see. We got a sour. We got a milk stout. That's what's coming your way. In addition, and if you know this brewery and you know the milk stouts, you probably know what we're talking you know about. Yeah. In addition, news and notes, as always, we got can arts and crafts. We got uh, fun toast music. We got all the stuffs. So welcome to it. Glad you found us. Uh, you can find us on on Instagram and Twitter at the HO Podcast. You can find us on YouTube as a video podcast to see our beautiful faces. I mean, really, it's just the most attractive hour you can spend on YouTube every week. If I'm being honest and that's objective that's that's from user comments that's not me saying that um it's, it's not like our parents <laughs> uh but you can also find us on facebook you can send us an email thehopod at gmail.com if you have brewery suggestions or beer suggestions something you want to see on the show a criticism a question a concern a complaint if you want to send us money um that's a good way to get in touch with us uh advertise with it you know whatever to hit us up thehopod at gmail. Dot com And most importantly, we are on all the major podcast platforms and wherever you listen. If you want to give us five stars, we'd love that. Four stars, we would like that. Three stars, we would accept that. Less than that, we would be less happy. But you can do that. And also you can write a review. That's the best way to kind of give some feedback if you want to see something changed or adjust. We certainly read those and appreciate it. And tell your friends, tell your family, tell your barber, tell your barista tell the dude who checked you out at your local grocery store um tell the person standing on the treadmill next to you tell your friends about the hop word of mouth makes us feel good inside just send an email to literally everyone you know and <laughs> spread the word and as always let us know what breweries to hit up next let us know what breweries to repeat let us know if you find gross beers we haven't done this week in gross in a while and it's one of our favorite segments and We've had a couple people send us stuff, so if you see something that you're like, that's horrifying, hey guys, let us know. We are here for you. Light week in beer news, but we've got a few things to cover. Oh, yes, we do. Beer news. All right. 
right. Uh, first up, just to give a quick highlight to this. Jinkies. Boston, Boston Beer Company, their Q2 reports came out, and there's been a lot of sort of news coverage indicating a decline in hard seltzer sales. Apparently, Truly ain't doing so hot. So that sucks for y'all. Uh, not quite yet, but... <laughs> I don't know what article you read, but I got like a yahoo article and it was like breaking news they're kind of screwed and i was like rut row <laughs> that one of the things i read was that the quote is like the hard seltzer boom is kind of over and i don't know if you'd love agree. to see it yeah, i don't know if i agree either i don't know if i agree but... with that but i will admit that like i think people are kind of like used to it now because it was huge when it was like just white claw just truly and now it's all these other companies and it's like all right <laughs> Listen, you're not going to uh, listen. It's hard to mourn seltzer. If I'm being honest, oh, I, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're just reporting on the facts, but we have our opinions as well. We're, we're, we're trying to, yeah, it's, um, that's, I'm excited about it. If I'm being honest, anyway, <laughs> uh, athletic brewing is expanding and athletic brewing. It's, I feel like it's kind of hard to not know athletic brewing, but if you don't, they are a non-alcoholic brewery, strictly non-alcoholic brewery. Non-alcoholic beer has existed forever, but it's definitely a big trend this year specifically. And that's why you see all of the major beer brands doing it. We've seen Budweiser do it. We've seen Corona do it. We've seen, you know, it come out. And, but Athletic Brewing is a craft brewery, exclusively non-alcoholic beer. And it's also somewhat near and dear to our hearts because they are originally out of Connecticut, uh, Stratford, yep. Connecticut. So last year... They opened a facility in San Diego. So they are now a bi-coastal brewery, but they signed a lease just in the last month or so for a new facility in Milford, Connecticut. If you're not familiar with Connecticut, that's very close to Stratford, but it does give them capacity for 150,000 barrels of production on both coasts, uh, San Diego and and Milford. It's going to have a new canning line. It's going to be capable of 400 cans per minute. So the plan is to kind of substantially renovate the space basically turning it into the largest non-alcoholic producing brewery on the East Coast. It's also going to bring 9,200 jobs to Milford, which is, you know, you you love to see it. The company had looked at spaces, you know, there was definitely cheaper property in other states, but they really wanted to stay committed to Connecticut so that they could keep their staff and stay committed to the people that they already work with. So, um, so it's, it's, it's great for them uh, and it's exciting. And it comes after sort of a, a large and successful round of fundraising that they just did, which included investments from the likes of Lance Armstrong, J.J. Watt, some other NFL players, some other professional athletes, things like that. So, yeah, they vote, they have mentioned plans, too, to expand their Stratford space, so I am not entirely clear whether they're just abandoning that and moving to Milford or if they're going to keep Stratford and also have Milford and just have, like, three different spaces going. We'll see. But the plan is kind of the or the aim is to over, open the Milford plant uh, around the second quarter of 2022. So like the spring or early summer of next year. Yeah. And they they have a lot of celebrity sports players endorsements, which is really cool. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to stay fit for your sport, but you want to drink beer. Right. It makes sense. I mean, it's like, you know, I have heard I've heard the criticisms. I've probably said the criticisms like what is the point of non-alcoholic beer? But it serves a purpose. I mean, it serves an obvious purpose. Uh, Some people can't drink alcohol for a variety of reasons, and this gives them an alternative there. Um, But 
also it is it is just healthier. And if you like the taste of beer and you don't want to poison your body as Put it were on the with pounds with the fun stuff or that um athletic brewing is is you know provides a good option and it's within again like i said it's within the craft beer space it's not oduls it's right. not bud zero or whatever the hell that is it's it's within the craft beer space so uh yeah big news for athletic brewing exciting more to come connecticut here we come back uh, we featured them on round 61. You have definitely heard us talking about this brewery. Crown and Hops are launching an equity crowdfunding campaign to fund their new space. And it looks incredible. Looks so dope. Uh, so they're looking for a new tap room and production facility, and they're doing it. They've secured a lease for a 14,400 square foot facility, which is a mile from... SoFi Stadium, where my boys play. Pumped. Yeah. So, if you're like me and you're a Chargers fan, either before the game or after the game, go get a beer from Crown and Hops. Uh, if you would like to contribute, there's a bunch of different tiers of perks based on how much you want to donate. Um, you know, definitely go visit the website. Um, there doing this with a website called start engine. Um, this is how they're doing it. Um, but if you just Google, look it up, you should be able to find it. No problem. Uh, the minimum donation is 250, but this does come with a share of the company priced at $5 per share. So donors will become part owners of crown crowns and hops, which is really cool to see. Uh, crownsandhops.com. You can also find the link there. Check out start engine, the page, uh, read, the full pitch and donate if you can. They are a dope brewery. We loved the beers. We loved the cause. Uh, you know, they're running around California providing their services and beer in ways that represent them. And also, guys, it's near SoFi. It's like right near it. It's so cool. If you go like, I don't know if they have roof access, but if they do, they could probably, wa- well, they can't watch a game, but they can hear a game. I'm down. Roof? Roof access and alcohol are two things that don't generally mix. But no, if but you <laughs> no. if you go to if if you're interested in learning more about the company, uh, I think you mentioned it. But round sixty one is when they were on our show it was back in February. And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, I always have sort of the brewery space behind me. And of course, for crowns and hops, they don't have a space. But I had behind me on YouTube, the rendering of what you would be funding. So if you're able to donate and you're interested to see what their kind of plans are, or at least were at the time, uh, go check out round 61 on our YouTube. It's in the podcast episodes playlist. And you can take a look at what you what your money would be contributing to what you would be a part owner of yeah, that's huge. So, it's not just pretty helping cool. out. You'd be a part owner. Uh, right yeah. now, they have over $170,000 raised. They're trying to keep it going. So help them out if you can. It's uh, for a good cause for a great brewery. Mast Landing Brewing Company. That's mast like the mast on a boat. Hence the music. Gabe, do your thing. Yo hoy. I'm kidding. It's not going to be a pirate toast. But here we are. May there always be work for your hands to do. May your purse always hold a coin or two. 
May the sun always shine warm on your window pane. May a rainbow be certain to follow each rain. And may God fill your glass with beer to cheer you. May the hand of a friend always be near you. Gentlemen, start your livers. Vroom, vroom. You know how hard it is to shut this music off when I have to do it? <laughs> it's just Some so of them, like, oh, yeah. Some of them are just so epic, and that yeah. one is... Uh, that one's a good one. That was That was a good find. Good job. Yeah, uh, all right, well, um... We got beers to drink. All right, so... We are starting off with uh, a beer that you may not have heard of, but if you haven't, join in. This one's going to be good. We are starting off with... All the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. All the way up. This is the All the Way Up Sour Ale. The version we have is the Tangerine Passion Fruit and Lactose version. It is coming in at 4.8%. Uh, Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped has given it a 4.01. No IBUs to speak of. On the SRM chart, we're looking at about, I would say, like a 4 to a 6-ish. It's a little on the orangey side, uh, but not too dark, uh, cloudy, definitely not hazy see-through. Yeah, uh, plenty of carbonation, plenty of bubbles coming up from the glass. It did pour with a good, I would say, I would say an inch, maybe a little yeah. more of like this stringy sort of fizzy ivory foam, but not much retention collapsed right away. It's not a whole lot to look at, to be honest. There's just very little foam, and it looks like um, it looks like a like a like a cider or like a wine almost. It's it kind of does, yeah, with more but, carbonation. Uh, that's always fun. Um, it is part of a series. Uh, there are other versions, the orange, oranges, pineapples, and cherries, and then there's one that's blackberries and mangoes. Uh, from the brewery, all the way up is our way of showcasing the height of fruit expression in our sour ales. We've worked hard to lock in our favorite fruit combinations, creating a series of flavor-packed, easy-to-drink, yet always revolving options. Expect bold, juicy citrus notes and a mellow, tropical sweetness from passion fruit. Sourness is subtle and balanced in this beer, reminiscent of a crisp, tangy bite of a fresh tangerine. Contains lactose, sugar, neomai. So I think it's important to keep in mind here the lactose. Because, yes, the fruits are tangerine and passion fruit. They have different versions of it. But the lactose is something you don't always see in a sour. Yeah. And it does... Uh, that that is of note. So, with that in mind, uh, what I smell um, first thing is is just sour, just the, yeah. the esters of sour. <laughs> <laughs> like you put your nose to it, you're like, got it. Woo! I know what I know yeah. where we are. Funky and comes to then, mind. Yes, funky for sure. Um, and then, as far as fruit goes, it is tropical. There's some fun like things kind of dancing behind it, but the predominant thing for me is the passion fruit i think the tangerine is more subtle 
and the passion fruit kind of takes over if I had to pick one on the fruit side of things. Um, I would agree with that. Um, tangerine for sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but part of me really wants to say pineapple. Maybe it's just because of a combination of a lot going on. But my first thought is pineapple. Yeah, I mean, there's that's that's kind of what I meant by like the fun things happening behind it. Like I yeah. get passion fruit first, but there's like, I don't know if it's pineapple for me. I think it's more guava, but it's like a, mm. a, a tropical fruity dance happening behind the pineapple like the pineapple yeah like if we if we're thinking like um like the pineapple's the front man he's like out front like dancing but like the the like guava and the pineapple like the the tropical things sorry the passion fruit is a front man but those like tropical fruits are like the the backup dancers you know what i mean like they're the three guys in the background passion fruit did the slide out that's what i'm trying to say right okay yes maybe they're at the bar ordering (laughs) a drink and they're like we'll meet you out there Passion Fruit did the slide out. He's leading the band. <laughs> and the other ones are the Supremes behind him, just sort of like doing their thing. Doing their thing. It does smell very <laughs> um, sour-like, though. Um, do you get any sweetness from the lactose? Um, I feel like I do, but because of how sour it smells, it's kind of in the way, you know? Um, I, I think I yeah. do get a subtle sweetness to it. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to get more in the taste, but that's, you know, remains to be seen. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hidden, but it's there for sure. It's super subtle. It's like a vanilla thing. That's like just in the back background, like kind of where you would detect the malts, which is, you know, very crackery, a little pepper. Um, there's also a little bit of vanilla, I think, but let's see what it tastes like. Shall we? Why not? Here, here. Cheers. Flavor. Tangerine. Passion fruit is very, very solid. Very, very forward. Um, Yeah. I think I need to take a couple more sips before I decide if I'm getting that sweetness or not. But it's uh, first taste, funky as hell. Not much else. Second taste, flavor, profiles, everything that it's made with, shining. You know, I think that the lactose, what I really think it does is it balances the tartness out because, yes, it's sour. And, yeah, it's a slight pucker, but it's not like a super tart like the way a kettle sour often can be, which this, we don't know how exactly it was soured. I don't know if it was fermented in in a barrel or if it was kettle soured quickly. I don't know, but... Because of the lactose, that balances it out. It adds, I don't want to say a creaminess. It's not even a detectable sweetness, but it just sort of cuts the edge off the tart a little bit. Um, Mm. All of the fruit is there, too. I think that while on the nose, what I was primarily smelling was passion fruit. In the mouth, I'm getting this nice sort of like on the seesaw, like they're they're even. Uh, Tangerine, passion fruit, both there doing their job with Mm. all those, like I said, those secondary fruits the tropical things, the guava, maybe a little mango, just, you know, doing a, just sidestepping behind them, just doing a, doing the backup dance, just supporting. I mean, they're not there to show off. They're there to make the other guy look good. Like it's his birthday and he was like, yo, we're going to the club. And they're like, whatever you want, man. Um, Yeah. Like, like the tangerine and passion fruit is Beyonce. And then the, (laughs) 
the pineapples <laughs> like that's those are they're there to support you can't queen, stand go in ahead, front queen yeah go ahead. <laughs> um i definitely like the taste more than the smell like i think don't judge a book by its cover i mean i think if you smell this and you really don't like sours don't smell it but try it because it, you are right. It's not very. The first sip was lip puckering, but every sip after that has been really nice and fruitful, and I, I would agree, very balanced. I think if it, it, it may be an introduction into the sour world, maybe, maybe not. Dealer's choice, but uh, the the taste, the, the smell, just I don't think does as much for it. But the taste, and you know, you don't pour beer to smell it; you pour beer to drink it. So. Good thing it's not the other way around. Uh, it's very but yeah. fruity. Yeah, it's 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 crushable. It's refreshing. It's zingy. It's crisp. It's like crushable uh, for sure. It's like having like a crisp wine or something on a hot summer's day, which this is. It's a perfect day to, or it's a perfect beer to have when you need something refreshing and lively and full of flavor. And um, yeah, I don't. I mean, if you're not into sours, like if you know. I do not like sours. I don't think this is going to be like your subtle into set. Like it's a sour. It's pretty yeah. clearly a sour, but I think that it's a really good use of lactose because sometimes lactose can make a beer like overly creamy or just add a textural thing, or it can just, I don't know. It can do different things depending on the kind of beer it is. If it's an IPA, you're making it a milkshake IPA and you're turning it. It can, it can be hit or miss, but this is a really nice use of lactose here. It's it. It just like I said, it cuts the edge off the tartness in a really subtle but pleasant way and makes the mouthfeel more enjoyable, I think. It, yeah, the mouthfeel is enjoyable. I will admit I am a little thirsty, so I would say yes to summer, but I wouldn't say yes to like 95 degrees, can't walk five feet without dripping sweat summer. Like if it's really, really hot out, I don't know that I'm grabbing one of these. But if it's like a nice summer day, the sun's out, it's not too hot, we're just chilling in the backyard, we got a sprink- We got the sprinkler doing this thing, we're running <laughs> through it, uh, we're throwing water balloons at each other, grab one of these. Take a, grab it all the way up. Um, if, if you're having a summer block party with your neighbors. Because <laughs> people do that. People sure. do that, yeah. yeah. Whatever works for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's good. And Gabe and I... Uh, it's not a secret that we are not the biggest sour people in the world. Um, no, but, but I think because this of this is podcast, this... it's given me a nice introduction. It's really expanded it for me. Um, and I'm sure that could kind of, you, you liked sours before this though. I like them, but I mean, this is the kind of sour I, I actually enjoy. Um, but there is, there is a point for me where if it's, if it's too sour, it's just, you know, I'm, I always point to the kettle soured ones when they're soured quickly with an agent yeah. and there's not enough flavor to cut that. It just, it's, it's sometimes it's unpleasant to me, but that's me to each his own. Uh, let's talk about mass landing brewing a let's little bit. It. They're originally out of Westbrook, Maine, and they've been operating since 2015. So again, you know, they've, they're, they're no, this is no brand new brewery. They're, they've been on the block. They've been, they've been at it for a while. They, they uh, hear, Absolutely. Yeah, it's an operation that started in a in a garage of their owner in uh, Freeport, Maine, and uh, it expanded really quickly. It made the list for, um, I think it was 
Brewers Association or Beer Advocates, one of their like top fifty fastest growing breweries in the country. It, they yeah they claim gave to it be tw- yeah they gave it twenty second fastest 22. growing beer or yeah yeah twenty second fastest growing beer in the country, which uh, is pretty awesome. Um, they they you know we'll talk about them later, but they got a long list of really dope beers, and like I said, uh, with the sour, they got two other versions. They uh, say that their goal is to make sure that each mass landing beer that you drink is amazing. It's a good goal, whether you're visiting us in Maine or enjoying a pour at your favorite bar or restaurant with family and friends. They say they've showcased their beers at festivals across the country and internationally shared them with new fans here in the Northeast and poured them for countless locals and visitors at our tasting rooms in Maine. And that's tasting rooms, plural. They do have a second one that opened this month, July 2021. Bang! And it, yeah, where is he? Mike? Bang! Exclamation point! You don't just call out Mike. You gotta play Mike. <laughs> I figured uh, if I did it, I was like, he'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, the the brewery behind me on YouTube. This is their new space. This is Freeport. Uh, so they open. So they have the original tap room in Westbrook, Maine. They serve food. They have a ton of beer. It's dope. Um, but this is their brand new spot in the uh, Freeport Crossing. I don't no main but that's in freeport crossing it opened on july 8th of this this year so it's it's brand new uh they have a they have a food partner in here as well it's beautiful as you can see um this is the bar but it's got an outdoor space as well it's got a pilot brewing system which gives the production team quote a chance to experiment and innovate producing small batch beers exclusively for the freeport taps and testing ideas that might be developed into wider reaching production and then the second floor of this facility has a 4,000 square foot or it converts to a 4,000 square foot private event space, which is one of the largest in Maine, the or event, at least in the area. You had me at second floor. <laughs> what brewery do we know that like has a walk up floor? I mean, you know, when you go to like certain breweries, they have the, the, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a rare thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's a, this is a pretty big space for them yeah and you know and it's their second space like we said i mean they they their main place in westbrook has been operating for years so this is just sort of a bonus for them and it's it's a bonus for the freeport crossing area from what i gather that's like a i don't know if it's like a mall like an outdoor (laughs) like i don't it's you know it's some sort of outdoor shopping venue or something but it's just like bringing some new culture to the area and we need you know. to go to Maine because we need to go visit this brewery and get some lobster. Lop- Maine lobster is ka-ching. Ma- Maine is Maine is kind of dope. I mean, Maine's, Maine can hang. Maine can hang. It's Maine of the New hang. England states. I would say it's uh, in the top five. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Um, I wanted to really quickly talk about the community aspect of this brewing company regarding uh, what's our uh what do we always call this pod the second name we have this podcast put it in a barrel put it in a barrel with gabe and steven that's normally where i play mike but i just did (laughs) it's all right um barrels indeed uh every year barrels (laughs) uh every year the brewery tallies up the number of barrels that they use to brew they allocate one dollar per barrel for a scholarship that benefits a graduating student at westbrook high school giving back it's what they do uh there they say our hope is to not only ease the burden of paying for the next step in one of our young community members lives 
but also to show that we grow our business and we also grow our commitment to our hometown. And in 2021, so far, the number of barrels they have used, 3,053. Well done. That's dope. Giving back to the community, beer can help support. So, buy their beer, but get the barrel beer. Specifically. And where, so maybe that's, maybe that's a, uh, a hint as to how this beer was soured. Maybe it was put in a barrel. It might be put in a barrel, which make, makes it our top choice so far. Now, where can you find their beer? You can find it in a variety of states. states they are expanding uh, quite a good bit. So they're in all of New England, obviously. Their main states, no pun intended, are uh, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and CT. But they are also in... See, it's not listed. I'm looking at a map, so uh, bear okay, with me. Okay, see, here's the, here's the <laughs> funny thing. I was like, I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at, and I was like, yeah, I don't see where the states are, but, like, he's got it. Damn it. Now we have to do geography and figure it out I together. think that's Arizona. I'm pretty sure. That's definitely Oregon. We got that's Florida. That's definitely Oregon, yeah. We got Florida. That's Georgia. Now, here's where it gets dicey. That's, I want to say. Georgia. That is Tennessee. Tennessee. Kentucky. Kentucky. No, and Kentucky's not lit up. No, it's Tennessee, West Virginia. No, not West. Regular Virginia. Regular Virginia. North Michigan. Carolina. <laughs> that looks like Michigan. Uh, oh, guys, we promise we graduated high we, school. We promise. Washington, D.C. for sure. Okay, I got it. It's, 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 uh, it <laughs> is. God. <laughs> it is, uh, North Carolina, uh, Washington, D.C., Georgia, Tennessee. We got Western New York, Vermont, Michigan for sure. Yep. And they are available internationally. And I already mentioned Arizona and Oregon. Yeah, that no, that's there definitely Oregon. Go. That's definitely Oregon. All right. All right. So our our school teachers aren't can't be too upset by that. We yeah, figured that, it out. Listen, <laughs> you pull out a map and try to label all the states. Some of them, you know, big big ones, the coasts, I'm pretty good on, but once you get into that middle, like Iowa, throw a dart. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, it's a square. I, I just, I remember being in school and just like learning about all the states. And I, maybe it's just, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I vaguely remember being like, these are these states. Those are those states. And the teacher just being like, yeah, all the stuff in the middle. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> which, which honestly, no shade, but I'm about to throw shade. I've driven across this country and that's exactly how I feel about those in the middle. But you know where they're not available, which is a shame? Montana! It's been way too long since we played that. It has been a while. Oh, my God. It has been a while. (laughs) What's wrong with us? Wow. Uh, That is a multi-layered question we don't have time to answer. Anyway, you can get their beer in all those places, and apparently internationally. They're available in some bars. They work with a bunch of different distributors, including in Massachusetts, Night Shift Distributing. And... They are, like I said, they're expanding pretty quickly. So look out for them. You can get your hands on them. Maybe not this beer specifically, but you can get some of their beers. We'll get into what they have uh, to offer a little bit later. But Gabe, do you want to offer some uh, final thoughts on this This all the way up? before? Very we... solid. Very delicious. I like it. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but... Based on the name, I'm going to assume it's named after. All the way up, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up, 
It's probably not, but that would be dope if it was. Um, I would love to try the other versions, specifically the blackberries and mango, just because I think that's a weird combination. I would love to see what it would do. Um, go get it, sour fans. If you're not a sour fan, maybe you'll like the next beer we have. Yep, I agree. Uh, sour fans, this one's for you, and it's not overly tart. The lactose is a nice touch. Maybe it's something a little different from what you're used to. Uh, it's a good combination of flavors, and they have different versions of it. So if uh, you know tangerine and passion fruit aren't really your fruits, they have other options. And that orange pineapples and cherry one is kind of interesting to me as well because the cherry, the orange and pineapple is kind of expected, but the cherry is like, oh, I'm intrigued with. Sounds like it'd be good in like a smoothie, so I'd love to see what they would, how they would sour that, you know? Yeah, it probably is is delicious. We have something completely different coming up now. You ready to roll the dice, Stephen? Uh, <laughs> no, you're, you're gonna but be fine. You're gonna be fine. Here we go. Here we go. So, it's the Gunner's Daughter Milk Stout. Uh, if you have heard of this brewery, this is a big beer for them they love brewing it they love they they, people love it uh but some people really don't it's very polarizing but uh here we go now the reason i'm scared of it is because this is the description from the can a beautifully aromatic milk stout with bold flavors of peanut butter (laughs) coffee and dark chocolate this dark mythical beer nods to the long past legends of our region's seafarers Now, we've addressed it on the show before, I think, but for a refresher, I am allergic to peanuts. I cannot eat them. I will die. Yes, I'm one of those people, and fuck you for your judgments. (laughs) Anyway, um, so my brother has tried to buy peanut butter beer for me before. He thought it would be funny as like a joke, and he went to the owner of the liquor store and was like, hey, like... My brother has a peanut allergy. Like this would be, and he was like, "If you like your brother at all, do not give him this beer. Like it literally has chunks of peanut butter floating in it." Oh my god! I have a firm commitment: there will never be a peanut butter beer on the hop, partially because only Gabe yeah. could drink it. But we would never do that. But this is the closest we will ever come. So to that end, if you're on YouTube, this is an EpiPen. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> I have He's it right it. by my side, so I can. I mean, this would be fucking epic if I actually if I. If I need to inject myself with this for the first time in my 29 years of life on the hop, uh, this would be a pretty dope episode. We might it go would. viral. Definitely one for the record books. Um, let but, full full disclosure yeah. from the brewery. They said does not keep, contain nuts or peanuts. Yeah, this, so, we're not being stupid. This uh, honestly, like that's what it said. When I first read it, I was like, "Oh, we can't do this beer." I mean, yeah. and it's you know somebody gave it to us. So, but. Um, but the brewery says there's no peanuts in it, and we'll see. However, every review I read was like, I mean, I've never seen the word peanut butter so many times. So much, yeah, same. It was same. just everywhere. And then when I poured it, I was like, all right, what is it? Like roasted malt? But when I poured it, no, it hit me right up. Uh, Brewed so, with natural flavors to taste like peanut butter and chocolate without using either nut-free contains lactose. That's what it says. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so... You know, but I think that that's it's worth mentioning for a few reasons. And one is to just, in the interest of full disclosure, that my take may be a little biased. My body is trained to reject that flavor. Here's I think, the beer facts. I think you should take the tiniest sip 
and then like wait a minute and, <laughs> and see what happens. See what I did. I'm like kind of not kidding. <laughs> Here's the beer facts. ABV 5.5%. SRM chart. It's a stout. It's a 44-0. Black, black, black. Beer Advocate 94 untapped 4.17. And like I said, this is a pretty polarizing beer. I've seen a lot of people talk about how much they love it. I, the, the brewery themselves have said, uh, I think the quote was they could brew 11,000 barrels of just this beer and they'd be able to sell every drop. You know, it's a super popular one for them. But I've also seen a lot of reviews that really just were very uh, against it. So 40% of production in 2018 was the Gunner's Daughter alone. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's a staple for them. They also have a nitro version, which is pretty popular. But yes. we're getting into the regular one. So here it is. It poured with a good bit of that sort of creamy tan head that you would expect. Not a whole lot of retention. It is sort of a ring around the glass at this point. Good bit of lacing, though. Looks creamy. There's lactose in it. This smells like go. a hunk of peanut butter. Peanut butter, coffee, chocolate. That's just what I'm being punched with. Wow. I'm getting more and more worried by the minute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try and look past peanut butter. What I'm going to say I smell is hazelnut, which, <laughs> which I'm also allergic to. Which also I smell, doesn't help. Oh, God. This is I not smell, good. Uh, I smell a coffee shop. You know when you – like. All right, not like your standard like Starbucks, but you know when there's a coffee shop like in the mall, it's typically like a coffee bean or something, and they yeah. have they make all those like fun espresso drinks, and like you walk in there and it's like a lighter roasted smell, like it's like it's the lighter beans or something. There's like it yeah. just smells like a it smells like a chocolate chip cookie or something. That's the smell I'm associating with this um, for sure. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think I'm smelling roasted malt as much as I'm smelling that, what I just said. I mean, it no. is roasted malt that's chocolate. giving that sense. I, I feel like I'm smelling yeah, like... chocolate. Like hot fudge brownie. Caramel. Definitely. Dessert. Now that you mention it, definitely hazelnut. It's like, I didn't really get that at first. And then you said it, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. Like, the hazelnut, just the flavor, you know? It's just, like, very strong. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if there would be any fruit any you know berry raspberry really. strawberry yeah that's a no um it's chocolate sauce very one sweet re one review i read said if chocolate milk could be a beer so we'll see well that i i like chocolate milk i just don't like peanut butter so it's not that you don't like it it's just you can't have it the, here's the thing though i, I think that if if you if they just handed me this beer and it wasn't in the description and it wasn't all over the website and it wasn't in everybody's review, if you just handed me this beer, I don't think I would even pick up peanut butter. That wouldn't be my first scent. My first scent would be chocolate and caramel. My first scent would be maybe hazelnut, definitely roasted malt, espresso, coffee. I mean, I just, there's a lot of things to me that I smell that aren't strictly peanut butter. Right. I think but I'm no peanut butter expert. I, I smell peanut butter. I eat peanut butter all the time. It's one of my five main food groups. Um, so for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, so let's drink it. Again, I, I encourage a small sip and then wait because <laughs> we don't want anyone getting hurt. 
This is I'm risking death here on the hop. Oh my for god! You, for you, this the is, listeners. So this Gabe, is kind of scary. Oh jeez. Here we go. All right. How we feeling? I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm. This is just me being a friend, but I don't know what I just sipped. I'm more concerned of like, is he gonna be okay? Because if you're gonna be fine, then I'll really get into it. But right now, I'm like, I don't know what the beer is like. I so far so good. Um. Okay. It yeah, says it peanut, doesn't have nuts. The peanut butter is there though. And uh, yeah, there it is. It's on. It's on the taste. Um, it's pretty sweet. I wouldn't say it's like cloyingly sweet. It is balanced, but it's pretty sweet. Um, the lactose is absolutely present. There's some spice. There's some clove. There's some nutmeg. But the predominant thing is exactly what they said it's going to be: coffee, chocolate, and peanut butter. This is probably the close I'll ever come to eating a Reese's peanut butter cup. Now, it's it's very roasted. Um, yes. I think it's surprisingly dry, though. Like, it's creamy, but I think the finish is pretty dry, which the I was ba- a little yeah, bit surprised by. Yeah, the back by. end is... The back end, it definitely kind of leaves you... I wouldn't say thirsty, but I could... Get, like, uh, you you may need another sip. And Yeah. But it, it's I, I kind of like that. It's kind of enjoyable. Um I'm I'm definitely getting I, okay. Another review I read was Reese's peanut butter cup liquid, and I wouldn't say that. I think I'm getting peanut butter, but I think it's a little it's close for sure. Yes, but I'm getting more dark chocolate and peanut butter rather than like this is exactly like a peanut butter cup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that flavor dominates it to the point of like. There's not much else there. I mean, am I getting a lot of... Am I getting hops? Hell no. Am I getting no. any kind of fruit or anything no. beyond dessert? No. Uh, am I even getting, like, vanilla? Not really. No. Like, there's a little creaminess, but it's really... It's that flavor. It's dominating it. Um, I feel this like is the like, creaminess is there, but it goes away so quickly because of... Like, I, I feel like I'm getting it, and then the second I start to notice it... The back, I feel the back end, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a little dry. Like it, my mind goes away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the mouthfeel when it's in your mouth is silky, it's smooth. The carbonation is right. like medium to low, so it's very rich in your mouth. Uh, but when you dr- when you finish it and you take the swallow, it's dry, and it just leaves your mouth with like a little bit thirsty and sort of a lingering lingering roasted quality i think like uh lingering burnt malts would i call it a dessert beer uh i think so yeah yeah i i mean i was about to say i i think i would honestly i don't we usually say no to that but i mean i i just think because the flavor is just so strong i just like you can't drink this and think oh well you know this is a nice no this is like if you drink this before dinner you're like one of those kids. It's like I'm having cookies before dinner. Like that's right. what this is. You know, what I it's mean? way more like sweet flavor than like drinking a Guinness or something like that. It's, yeah, it's um, and it's completely gonna dominate whatever you're eating. <laughs> like if, you, oh, if this yeah. is not dessert, oh yeah, then you know you can forget that like spaghetti carbonara that's in front of you because you're not gonna taste it. So oh my god, what? <laughs> do not mix this with uh, Italian. an Italian pasta night. No, 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 no. This is an yeah. after dinner, maybe a piece of pie or a cake. Um, if you really want to balance it and you don't want too heavy of the chocolate, I would go in the ice cream direction. 
Like vanilla, like this with vanilla ice cream, this would make this would reduce make a this good f- down and pour it over vanilla ice cream. I, There's thank your winner. You. Was, was yeah. just about to say this. This would might this might make a good float. It, yeah, um, for for my brethren out there, um, I do not like the taste of peanut butter. I know this because um, well, I don't know if this is exactly the same, but once in my life. A friend gave me sun butter. It's like made from sunflower seeds and it comes in a jar and it looks like peanut butter. And the idea is you can eat it and then like, oh, look, like now you know what peanut butter. I had to choke that down every time I tried to eat it because my body, my throat would just be like, don't swallow this. Right. You're not supposed to eat this. Do not swallow this. So um, when I get that hint of peanut butter, it's just really uh, off putting to me. So it's mind over matter. You've trained your mind and body to say no to stuff like this. So, I mean, it makes sense. You yeah, seem okay. I would pay. I'm fine. Yes. It, it's like it's a I'm sort of torn because it's like normally when it's a peanut butter beer, it's just an automatic no for me. And I love that they like were went out of their way to be like, no, you can drink this. And I did drink it and I got to experience the flavor. And in a way, that's very thank you for including us. Mass Landing, <laughs> hands up to you for that. We appreciate it. But um, hold on, let me finish the applause before I continue criticizing their beer. Um, but on the flip side, I'm not sure I enjoy it very much. Be- and, that's, and I think it's you know beca- I think it's biased because of that. That's totally fair. I totally get that. that. You know, there are people out there that can't eat peanut butter. There are people out there that can eat it and don't like it. And that's fine. That's totally fine. For me... This is a thumbs up 10 out of 10 all the way, but that's okay. just me. I love peanut butter. I eat peanut butter all the time. I think it's great. I think it's different. I think it's it's the first word that comes to mind for me is just fun. It's fun. It's it's a peanut butter beer without being too much. It's a Gunner's Daughter milk stout. By the way, there's peanut butter in it rather than this is our peanut butter ale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like how it's kind of a second thought, but there's so much flavor in it. Um, I really like it. Uh, this is, I, I have to say it though, this is a dessert beer. This isn't, I don't even think it's like a cozy up by the fire sort of situation. I think this is like, I all right, I had dinner. Um, now I need, you know how some people like, fancy people they drink brandy after dinner like if you're like i don't want something strong i want a beer get this i yeah i mean so ultimately what's your rating between the two if you had to rank them just because this is uh you know some people love the flavor some people hate the flavor but it's definitely a dessert beer and i think i think i can objectively say and correct me if i'm wrong that it's it's not very balanced i mean it's not cloyingly sweet it's balanced in that way but it's it's one thing and it's one thing hard versus the sour was like you had the lactose you had the tart you had these different flavors it was like a more delicate tightrope walk of sort of uh beer craft if you will whereas this is like it's i think fun is a perfect way to put it it's fun but it's not like blowing me away in terms of like beer styling because it's like yeah it's just one flavor i do have to agree with you on that if i'm being truthful i that is correct it is very like the description on the can is what it is rather than, oh, I'm getting this. Oh, I'm getting this. It's like, no, you're getting three things and move on. And it's For fun. Sure. Like you said, like that, that's not, fun, we don't mean that to say that every beer has to be that complex. It's fun right. and it's like, it is what it is. And like, I I don't hate it for that reason. I think my own I mean, bias is just 
it's in the way of it. I think it's hard, a little hard to rank them. Um, yeah, it, it's They're it's very different. It okay. I'll say this for ranking. I can't say I prefer one or the other just because they're so different. On the on the ranking of uh, craft and the thought process and what goes into it, I think the sour is more interesting. Like, okay, I'll say this. If I had to choose one to enter into, like, any sort of competition, I'd probably pick the sour because there's more to it. Okay, okay. Uh, well, that's what we think of the flavor, uh, but it's time to get Bobbert involved because can art's a whole other matter, and we have an expert for that. Can Art and Crafts. Yeah, can arts and crafts. Let's judge those books and their covers. So funny. All the way up, we've got the sour. Now, I like this because we got an orange can with like lime green, seafoam green markings. It kind of looks like a piece of artwork. I don't know. We did some research. I wasn't able to find any uh, like information about the artist or whatnot, but it looks kind of like graffiti almost it's cool it's fun um it says all the way up very clearly across the bottom of the can um i think it could depending on what beers it's sitting next to it can stand out if it's next to another orange label label you're gonna miss it but if it's next to colors that don't conflict with it this will definitely stand out but 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 the gunner's daughter new orleans saints fans you're going to feel at home with this beer because the colors are pretty much your logo. Uh, black can with a lot of like desi golden design patterns. It's fun. It's got the golden ship in the middle. It kind of looks like some sort of like emblem or patch in the middle. Like I feel like you'd see it on like somebody's like sport coat or something. It's just very fun, um, but it's very design art heavy and that's gonna score you more points um i really do enjoy it i think i'm gonna rate these differently just because they are so different i think i'm gonna give all the way up a solid 6.5 uh i think it's the colors are bright there's not a lot going on but there's enough going on and then the gunner's daughter i mean i think i gotta give it a 10 i mean that design is just so pretty if you're on youtube you can see it just black can with the golden like floral pattern it, the first thing i thought of was the new orleans saints logo it, it doesn't have that specific marking but it just looks that way um so we got those scores for these beers they're really great uh i think they both stand out in their own capacity bob ross is here bob ross agrees and uh thank you for joining us for another amazing stupendous edition of can arts and crafts <laughs> Now, despite the two beers that we are featuring here, they're not just a weird beer brewery. They have plenty <laughs> of uh, all the stuff that you'd, you'd expect from every brewery, New England IPAs uh, for days, regular IPAs for days. They got a West Coast. They got Dipas. Uh, when you open their beer they list, got the a first tripa. thing. Yeah, the first thing. Ooh, that Tripa is good. We usually call them Tipas. I like I Tripa. Do. 
the first thing that hits you though is this triple, and it's a a, a nine point three percent ABV that's quadruple dry hopped with Citrus, Simcoe, Enigma, and Eldorado, which Bruh. is crazy. I I'm really into triples right now. It's just really my thing, and it's White Lion Brewing's fault out of Massachusetts. They nah. caught me onto it. But they also have like they have multiple different Kolsch's, which is like most breweries don't have one, let alone two Kolsch's. They got I lagers. like a nice Kolsch beer for sure. Yeah, it's a good style. They have a lot of variety. They've got multiple sours. They have the Gunner's Daughter on Nitro. Oh, um, this and then name, Pantless Thunder Goose IPA. <laughs> it's a double, eight point three percent. Oh, that's perfect. A goose is on the loose. <laughs> We're having only fun. you <laughs> <laughs> and then at the uh the the freeport location is where they're going to be doing like i said earlier a lot of sort of microbrewers pilot brewing systems they're going to be trying some new stuff out so you know that's where right now their beer list is pretty similar but you know you might see some weird stuff on tap there as well so uh definitely a good brewery to check out not just for the sour and stout people but for the ipa people as well plenty um, to offer Looking at the website, I see wings, I see a pizza, I see pretzel. A lot of food. The Freeport location works with Nighthawk's Kitchen. That's their food vendor in there. And then the one, uh, their main Westbrook tasting room, they have a, it's called Mainstay by Mass Landing that's been doing their food forever and it looks delicious. Absolutely. Dave, we got to go to Maine. We got, I'm going to Maine uh, next year because a certain brother of mine is getting married there. Mass landing, here we come. I just invited myself to the wedding. All right, we have You'll one be more my thing plus to do one. <laughs> before we leave. Here we go. Last call. All right, now, this guy's name is Riza Bellucci, and he's a cyclist from Iran, and he had a plan this week that went awry. This We're going to talk guy. about it. So... <laughs> This dude, for whatever reason, decided that he wanted to run from Miami to New York. Crazy enough as it is, but he wanted to do it on the water. So he built a giant floating, what he calls a hamster wheel. It's like a human contraption. It's like metal, kind of looks like a hamster wheel with like giant floaties on the side of it. Uh, Those look like those like, those like workout balls that you sit on yeah it does it looks like he just filled it with that and just expect i mean Instead, i don't know go float the thing is so now um spoiler alert it didn't go well and <laughs> reza was uh pulled over by the i mean deputies from the flagler county county sheriff's office which is in near miami um had to rescue him after quote complications <laughs> forced him to return to shore this article is not clear on what those complications oh are. God. I am dying to know. Oh, my God, yes. What happened? I'm, one of the balls popped, and he was like, I'm sinking. I mean, he's... Ru- All right, even if that worked exactly as he thought it was going to, you're running in water. Spoiler alert, humans Can't do cannot that. walk on water. Well, there was one guy, maybe, but... <laughs> depends on... I don't good. want to step on any beliefs. That was good. I like that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, okay, let's okay, let's start from the beginning. First line of the article, the title of the article, Man running across the ocean in a floating hamster wheel washes up on shore. How do you not click on that? That's clickbait if <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen it. Are you kidding me? And we did, and here we are. 
here we are. Um, he was interviewed and he said, quote, my goal is to raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the fire department. They are in public surface. They do it for safety and they help other people. Uh, it's not clear where this money is supposed to be coming from. He claims he was doing this for charity. But are you finding this money in the ocean? Is that yeah. what the thought is? Like, what? Yeah, who's paying for this? But this isn't just what caught my eye. What caught my eye about this article is that this is not the first time this man has done this. And yeah. it's also not the first time he's had to be rescued by trying something like this. In 2014, he tried to journey from Florida to Bermuda in a quote, hydro bubble. And then he tried the same trip again in 2016. Both times he had to be rescued off the coast by the Miami Coast Guard, who deemed the journey too dangerous. And Reza said that he won't stop trying to complete these bizarre treks. Reza, from us to you, my man, stop trying. Stop this trying. Guy, this guy. Some mountains must, aren't meant to be climbed. This guy must be really bored. If he was like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to run. From Miami to New York. Great. Awesome. Absolutely. How are you going to do it? I'm going to build a hamster wheel. Like, <laughs> why didn't any of his friends How many stop drugs him? had to be consumed over what period of time to get him to that thought? I mean, thank you. You're, thank you. You're and sitting if the in answer, your living room. If, if the answer is none, we've got a real problem. You're sitting in your living room, smoking weed, looking at that hamster, thinking, shit, I bet I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's not that hard. We just gotta get a bunch of balls <laughs> and a cage and Tommy, you see that thing you're sitting on? Can we get like twenty more of those from Walmart? And then we'll build like a metal thing and we'll just put it in the ocean. I just think of the Coast Guard, <laughs> like how funny would it be if they go to save him again and they're like, you know, we've got a distress uh in the middle of the ocean, there's a man, he needs help. Okay, let's go help him. They pull up on a boat and they see him and they're like, son of a bitch, it's Reza again. Yeah, hey, man, what are you doing? What are we doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, my man, who it's in the not Coast Guard working. got so pissed. They were like, why did I come into work today? I should have taken a day off and now I got to help this guy again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's truly amazing. I mean, if it was only, you know, listen, I love the good hearted intention. We don't want to shit on this man. No, I love that he wants not. to raise money for charity, but Reza, Look there at that are smile. other ways. Make a lemonade stand. Uh, what is what? Okay, so maybe it's just to say he did it, but let's take the hamster wheel out of the equation. You run from Miami to New York. Why? Hamsters what? run in wheels, not in water. So why the water? That's the question I have. Run from Miami to New York on land can you take in, that on the highway <laughs> and do it in a wheel if you want <laughs> can you take it on the high? no you you'd have to plan <laughs> get out of the way and it's like go around me i'm running you know oh I, maybe he, i don't know i i just <laughs> i had a hamster at one point in my life and he used to run on that thing and he loved you know good exercise and i'm sure I like when you put ripped. them in the little balls on the uh, floor and they run into shit in the house. Like they have oh, the little yeah. ball that can go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Anytime and I was like cleaning the cage, I just throw them in there and he'd just be bouncing. I'm not around. sure what the point of that is. I think it's just maybe it's just big enough they can't like get lost and get under couches and shit. They're just like kind of protected. Yeah. Maybe that's why. But like he could listen, humans have been doing that. That's the thing. Like people have been putting themselves in balls and rolling down hills and shit forever. They, it's New Zealand. You could go do that. And I kind of want to try it if I'm being honest. But 
Oh, the, this the, is not... that cushion ball where you yes. bump into each other? Yeah. See, that looks like fun. This right. looks kind of weird <laughs> this looks really dumb and ad hoc he, it also and stupid. it also it also looks like he made this like in his garage and i gotta be honest if it's not factory made i'm not touching it yeah yeah and also like the ocean the ocean also, is it's, a, it's a cage with like little holes so like water can get through like what are you gonna eat did he bring food <laughs> i probably. mean he probably had a gonna sit down <laughs> What do yeah? What do you do when you're tired and you're in the middle of the Atlantic and there's sharks around you? Like, Razor, you to, I don't think you thought it through. I think that you have a few kinks to work out. I think we need to go back to the drawing board, and I'm sure he'll be trying it again very, very soon. People made planes. You can just fly, man. You don't have to be a hero. <laughs> then, but yeah, I, I, he looks like a great guy. He's probably ripped. He is, he is a cyclist and a runner apparently. So he's got that going for him. He's just a little nuts. Um, thank you for joining us for round <laughs> 83. We had fun. We drank some beer. I tasted peanut butter. I didn't have to use the Steven EpiPen. It's all good. Mass Landing Brewing Company out of Maine. Get up there or get to one of those states that we listed and, uh, and find their beers because it's worthwhile. It'll be good thank for you. Thank you guys for joining us. Drink good beer, love each other, say something nice. We'll see you next week. Go Pack Go, baby! We got a quarterback!